Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Graham Bolton here. We are back for episode 346 of the Speaker Lab podcast. Got another great show for you today. We're going to be talking with veteran guest and friend of uh, me personally in front of the program, Mr. Chris Ducker, who is here with a, a message that we all need to hear about the key to building a future-proof speaking business. Now, Chris is an extremely accomplished entrepreneur, speaker, author. He's built uh, multiple multi-million dollar businesses and uh, speaks all over the world and has also written two best-selling books. And one of the things we're going to be talking about today is he's going to share the, the value of building diversified revenue streams. And also he's going to reveal the most significant game changer in his own business. So listen, no matter your level of industry experience, the truth is that insecurities and doubts can find their way in uh, at any level. And so Chris is going to share how to stay focused, grow from your weaknesses, and also how it's essential to pivot in the journey of building your business. Our conversation is packed with advice to equip and empower you to take the next steps with your business. So let's get right into it. Here's my conversation with Chris Ducker on how to build a future-proof speaking business. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, friends? Graham Bolden here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Good to have you here with us today. Today, we are joined by my good friend, Mr. Chris Ducker. Uh, we have had him on a couple times. Actually, I was just looking up, man. Uh, we had you on episode 175 uh, and then episode 15, like uh, double digits there. So this has been several years. Been doing the podcast for uh, several years now, so it's been a minute since you've been on. Good to have you back, uh, founder of Youpreneur and the book uh, Rise of the Youpreneur. So, uh, Chris, we've known each other and good friends for uh, many, many years now. So, uh, always good to hang out with you. Yeah, and it's even better when we can record it. I mean, we, I think we'll be able to pull this off. We're, we're going to do our best here. We yeah. uh, what tends to happen, and what has happened today is we uh, we schedule this, and then we hop on, and we're just shooting the breeze for a long time, just catching up, talking shop, yep. talking life, and then it's like, oh dang, we we got to record a podcast. Let's get into this. <laughs> hey, so uh, first of all, let's. We were just one of the things we were kind of talking about was. Uh, uh, we're recording this kind of late spring right now. We're getting into the summer here. We were kind of talking about what COVID is like and how it's different around the world. And so uh, where you are at in the UK, in the London area, I'm obviously in the US, you've got some obviously some businesses uh, at different parts around the world. And, and so COVID's obviously feels like we're coming out of this, but different parts of the world are, are being affected by this differently. So can you kind of give us, give us a sense of uh, what it's been like there in the UK, in Europe, and maybe how that's been different in uh, uh, in the U S and specifically like how that's affected like the events industry and, uh, yeah. for, for speakers. So what, what are you kind of seeing over there? I think events wise, uh, here in the UK, we're not back to them yet. We're not. Um, and honestly, like, I mean, you know, I'll call it, I got, yeah, I'll wear my heart on my sleeve and let you know exactly what I feel. If I see anybody getting together for anything more than like half a dozen people, uh, you know, in a private location for a mastermind or something like that, um, 
I personally, and this is only one man's humble opinion here, I, I look at that as being irresponsible right now, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, we're not out of this yet. Uh, vaccination here is just as strong as it is in the United States. Um, obviously, we're a much smaller uh, little island compared to you guys, and therefore, you know, getting you know population percentages vaccinated. I mean, we're I, I would say that we're further along in terms of population percentage yeah. in terms of that first dose than in the United States. I might be wrong, but it's a fair guess, I think, at this point. Um, but clearly, that is a majorly important part of quote unquote getting back to normal. I think, um, and so event wise, not a lot cooking. Um, I actually had a keynote invitation no more than maybe three or four days ago come through um, for an event that's taking place at the end of June. And I was like, how many people are going to be there? And they were like 1,500 people. And I, I literally, as I'm on Zoom with these guys, I'm literally in my head, I'm thinking, are you on drugs? <laughs> like, are you actually high on drugs right now? That is not going to happen. Not an indoor event. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So um, I think that, I think, honestly, big events, I think we're still a year away, quite frankly, in terms of no social distancing, in terms of the type of events that you and I, you know, are used to, that your audience are used to speaking at or being at. I think we're a good year away. I do feel, though, six to eight months from now that we will start to see some smaller events make a little bit of a comeback, and that will be a good thing. That will be a really good indicator, obviously. So one of the things that uh, I think, um, you know, we connect well on is, is we both do a lot of speaking and both work with speakers in different capacities. And so you work with um, uh, those that are interested in speaking and, and kind of uh, helping people develop what their personal brand would be. And I think if anything, like COVID has really presented a lot of opportunities for speakers to think through, like speaking is one way to deliver a message, but there's a lot of other ways. And I know that you help uh, you help personal brands kind of think through different types of platforms. So what are some of the other like common ones that you are seeing right now that, uh, that speakers and just personal brands in general, experts, uh, youpreneurs, whatever we call them are, are going, yes, I want to speak, but what are some of the other like primary things that, that they're interested in right now? Well, you know, this, this has been a mainstay of, you know, the youpreneur business model or that build market monetize framework that we have is that, you know, to build a, you know, a truly future-proof business, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. It's a bad idea to do that in any industry, um, especially in industry where you are the business, like you're mm -hmm. building a business around your expertise, your personality, what you bring to the table, the impact you want to have. And that's where we develop the Youpreneur ecosystem. So this is like, you know, a five or six pronged, you know, approach at monetizing that expertise of which obviously speaking is one of them. But I don't know about you, but last year when this whole thing, this whole thing kind of hit the fan, um, I was speaking to a, to a speaker every day for like two, three, four weeks. They were like, everything's canceled. I've lost all, like all my earnings, 95% of my earnings gone overnight, yada, 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 yada. Um, the people in our world, in our coaching program, nobody had that problem. Nobody. Yeah. Because not only were they speaking, but they were also selling books. 
selling one-on-one and coaching programs. They were also selling online courses. They were also doing affiliate marketing. They were also, you know, putting together masterminds and holding them virtually and charging for the pleasure, right? Even paid webinars became a big thing for our guys. We just stopped calling them webinars because whenever you do a webinar, people expect it to be free. So we started calling it a masterclass, you know, charge 47 bucks, 97 bucks. The, the turn up rate went through the roof for those quote unquote webinars. Right. Whereas, you know, the usual webinar, 20% turn up if you're lucky. So, um, we generally didn't have an issue. And those were kind of like the five, the five or six things really, you know, coaching is by far the lowest hanging monetization fruit for experts, plain and simple. We're at a time in our lives where people are going to be way more likely to pay to access your experience and your data and download it from your head into their head to be able to springboard their own careers, right? To, to go further, faster. And if you're, if you're an expert and you are speaking, you do have a book and things like that, if you're not coaching people, whether either one-on-one, although not brilliantly scalable. If you're charging what you're worth, you can make a lot of money or at the very least working on some type of group coaching program where it's a one-to-many approach. Uh, If you're not doing that, I can unequivocally tell you right now that you are leaving an absolute boat ton of money on the table as somebody building a business around your expertise. There's there's like no doubt in my mind about that at all. Um, affiliate marketing is another big one. If you're an expert and you are seen as a leader, people are going to want what you've got. They're going to want the mic you use. They're going to want the camera you use. They're going to want the software you use. And if you're in a position to be able to put together affiliate partnerships with those suppliers of those things, you can actually make a really good monthly recurring revenue right there. If you've got a good sized audience, right? I mean, we don't, I don't even look at the numbers, but I know roughly that we'll make between eight to $10,000 a month, pretty much recurring based on the services and the products that we mentioned in our email responder on our website and our resources page, that sort of type of thing. Yeah. Um, let, let me jump in for a second. Cause I, yeah. I think for, for some speakers they're going, okay, I've, uh, I think it's, it's, it's such a, a balancing act of feeling like, I, I, there's all these different things that we could do. I could write yeah. a book. I could do coaching. I could do consulting. I could do group coaching. I could do one-on-one coaching. I could do, um, you know, any number of things. And so it's the balance of, you don't want to try to do all the things. And there's going to be some, like, as we go through that menu that people are going like, ah, oh, that totally appeals to me. And it totally resonates. And others are just like, yeah, I have no interest in that whatsoever. And that's fine. But figuring out like what's the right combination for you, because there's not necessarily a right or wrong answer. You know, like we were talking about that there are speakers who are like, I think about for me early on in my speaking career, I was like, I didn't want to, I didn't care about a book or coaching or consult. I didn't want to do any of that. Like hundred percent, all I want to do is speak. How do I book more gigs? Right. But eventually over time that kind of evolves and changes. But like initially you're just like, this is the only thing that I want to do. But as that, as you start to think about like, okay, I, I need to diversify maybe not necessarily have all the eggs just in the speaking basket. Uh, and I'm looking at all these other alternatives, like how do you even begin to figure out which one to do next and not like overwhelm yourself or take on more than you should? Yeah. I love that you bring this up because it's 100% true. Like, you know, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should, right? right? Um, Heck, I mean, I could play in the NBA, but I decide not to. I don't want to go and embarrass those folks. (laughs) 
not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. I remember. I, okay, my, hang on, hang on. I remember. My Celtics we were, could do with me right now. I'm we just were, saying. We were at a conference a couple of years ago. I yeah. don't remember where it was. And there's a group of guys who got together to play some pickup basketball and like yes. full court. Yes. And, and you, and I was playing and you showed yeah. up and I don't think yeah. you played. I think you were good at spectating. Is that fair? There's, there's, there's a reason why I didn't run. There's a reason why. No, it's a genuine reason as well. You know, I had my back. So I had an L5 S1 fusion. You, ha you have had my back. Surgery. Surgery, right. This is true. And I, I have been on a number of occasions, like a number of different occasions, uh, been told by my surgeons that I should not play competitive basketball anymore. Because but if you hadn't I, had that surgery, yeah, it would, would have been a done deal. Are you serious? I'd be embarrassing you guys. Um, that being said, though, uh, I'm pretty good at a game of horse. <laughs> I, I can hold my own on a game of horse. Um, but yeah, let's get back. Let's stop where, talking where were we? rubbish. Let's get, yeah, where were we? Let's get back down from La La Land. Um, yeah, you're 100% right. Like this, the analogy I use here, though, on a very serious note is I remember years ago when I was learning how to drive, my, my driving instructor, her name is Vanessa. I'll never forget this woman. And I was, I would always go to the edge of the speed limit, right? Like if it was 30, I'd be at 29 the whole time. If it was 40, I'd be at 39. If it was 60, I'd be at 59. And after, I don't know, ha, you know, half a dozen or so, um, you know, lessons, she turned around and she said, Mina, Chris, it's a speed limit. It's not a speed target. Just because you can get up there, it doesn't mean that you need to. Like you pull it back a little bit because yeah. you'd be able to do everything else you need to do maneuver-wise so much easier. That is a great analogy for, for, the, for the answer to this question. And the easiest way to find out what income stream you go for other than you're speaking is to simply ask people what they need help with. Because you know, pretty much everybody listening to this right now probably got a following of some variety online, right? They've got an email list. They've got social followers, I'm sure, you know, maybe a YouTube channel, whatever it is, right? Just ask your people what they need help with. I, I think I still do now at least four to five 15 minute calls every single month with people that are in our prospect pool. They're not paying customers mm -hmm. still now. And I've been doing this dude for years. Yeah, I've heard, I heard you talk about that. that. That right there has brought around more opportunities than any masterminds I've been part of, any events I've been and visited. Like actually speaking to the people that sign up for my emails to find out what they need help with is the biggest game changer above and beyond everything else. Because... If you give them enough opportunity, they will genuinely tell you what they're struggling with. They will genuinely tell you what they need from you. And at that point, that information is gold because it comes down to you to then go ahead and put that into a digital course if that's going to be the best medium to deliver the solution to that problem. Maybe it's coaching. Maybe it's a membership, perhaps. Maybe it's a live event potentially, whatever it is, just by listening to your customers and your prospects, your business will grow so, so much better. In fact, actually, I would, I would argue that your customers, if you do open up your ears and listen to them properly, your customers will almost dictate how your business will grow over a number of years because 
they are the most important thing for you as a business owner. It's, if you're not listening to your customers, you're going to lose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hey, friends, I got a question for you. Considering where you are in your speaking journey, what are your next steps to take your speaking career to the next level? If your answer is, I, I have no idea or I have too many ideas, I don't know where to start. Let me give you what I believe is the best next step that you can take. I want you to book a call with the Speaker Lab team today over at thespeakerlab.com slash coach. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash coach to see if our personalized coaching program is right for you. We have helped literally thousands of speakers from all over the world find and book more speaking gigs, and we'd love to see if we could help you as well. Our personalized coaching program features done-for-you websites, done-for-you demo videos, weekly coaching calls, access to all of our educational content. We find speaking leads specifically for you and so much more. You've got the talent. You've got the drive. Let us give you the plan to execute. All you got to do is book your call today by going to thespeakerlab.com slash coach. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash coach. But to that point, like what about for, because uh, any speaker who um, at any stage of their career, um, people who are behind us, who are with us, who are ahead of us, wherever they are in their career, everybody starts from zero. So if you're going, the, the danger is, especially early on, is going like, okay, I have a rough idea of who I want to speak to, I want to speak about. Maybe I've done a couple of gigs, but I don't really have much of an audience. I don't really have much of an email list. I'm not doing a ton of gigs. And uh, it's easy to have kind of this this shiny object syndrome of I heard someone who's killing it over there with a course and this person's doing great with coaching and this person's doing awesome with this thing. And so it, it's easy to kind of start to get distracted and feel like we need to uh, try this thing because we're just looking for momentum. We're looking for wins. So how do you kind of balance like staying the course and like, keeping blinders on, but also being aware of what some of the opportunities would be, especially early on while you're, you're starting to build some of that momentum? I think, you know, this, this really comes down to, I think a lot of the time gut instinct as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I've been an entrepreneur 18 years now. I've lost count of how many times my gut has saved me either humiliation or, you know, losing money or making bad moves or whatever. Um, also maybe it's cause I'm getting old, bro. I don't know. It like, this could be a genuine thing, right? Like I'm 48 this year. Holy cow. I'm basically over the hill right now. Is, you don't look 48. Uh, it's the love of a good woman. You should know all about that. Um, we, we both I, married out of our league. We well, dude, we were, we were punching way above our weight class. Um, but I, I, I genuinely do believe that as you get older, you, you, you have the ability to not only listen to your gut but act on it a lot better as well. Yeah. And I've just got to the point in my life now where to use Marie Kondo's, you know, uh, uh, you know, kind of mantra, like if something doesn't spark joy in my life, I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. Like if I, if the idea of sitting down and planning out a digital course and recording a ton of videos and sticking it up into some learning portal and then launching it and, you know, trying to market it. And if that doesn't like fire me up, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. That's simple. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, at the very core of, a, of, of the Youpreneur business model is you. And you do get the opportunity to make those calls. And that's something that you should never, ever take for granted because, you know, we didn't become entrepreneurs to like get another job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
it's just one of those things that years ago I was having a conversation with a mentor of mine who, uh, who I think, you know, uh, I probably won't mention his name here, but I'll let you know when we're recording, uh, when we're done with recording, but I was having a chat with him and I was talking to him about how, like, I was, I was getting unhappy in the Philippines. You know, I've been there for like, at that point, probably 14, 15 years. We left after 18 years. But at that point of the conversation, it was like 14, 50 years. And I was like, you know, the peer group is so small. Yes, I get the chance to travel, but you know, I'm not, I'm not fired up to grow our businesses there anymore. They're making great money. You know, yada, 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 yada. And he turned around and he said to me, then move. You're not a tree. I was just like, it was like the heavens opened up yeah, and the yeah. big guy was like screaming down at me saying, hello, you need to wake up and hear that. That's some good stuff right there. Yeah. And that's exactly, you know, one of the reasons why we're here because right. we, we weren't happy where we were. So in short, you've got, you've got to try and figure out what you're going to enjoy doing first and foremost and what you feel confident your people are going to want as well. Uh, and what you feel confident you can market and sell, because if you, if you don't, you know, if you can't feel confident, then um, that's the end of it. You know, you're never going to be able to sell whatever it is. Well, and to that end, um, it, you know, every, every entrepreneur, we're all doing our best. We're making it up as we go. We're doing the best we can with what we have. We're all dealing with the same doubts and insecurities and fears and worries. And at, at any level, right, whether we're in COVID or out of COVID or things are good or things are or horrible, we're all just going like, I'm doing the best I can. And, and I remember having that epiphany early on in my speaking career, meeting, meeting a couple of other like speakers and, and entrepreneurs and just like, oh, you don't know what you're doing either. Uh, and you're, you're not like in a faking it way, but just like, oh, you're just doing your best, you know, which when you think about all the different uh, options of uh, ways that you can serve your audience, whether that's speaking or books or coaching or courses or whatever it may be, you're like, all right, uh, here, uh, based on the data that I have, here's what I'm going to, I'm going to pursue next. And I'm just doing my best and maybe it works. Maybe it's a colossal failure, but I, I don't know unless I, I give it a shot. So how do you, uh, that's, like, how do that, you, feel, how do you deal with some of the, those insecurities and doubts and fears? Do you still have those? Uh, yeah. Well, hello. Absolutely. I do. Um, I, I, I do this. I get on and I talk with friends. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed to have, you know, a dozen or so buddies in my life. You being one of them where I don't need to talk to them every week or every month. I can talk to them once a quarter or twice, twice a year. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's good. You know, those conversations are, are, are life changing in some capacity where, you know, I also have other folks where I, I do talk literally daily or weekly with. Yeah. Um, but that's that's how I deal with those things, man. I mean, I think also, again, going back to the age thing, it happens a little less now compared to maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago. But I think that's probably because I know me better more than anything else, right? Like, I know what I've been through and what I, where my strengths are and where my weaknesses are. It always drives me nuts when you see someone say, oh, you know, you, you got to work on your weaknesses. No, you don't. That is a whole crock of crap. You do not need to work on your weaknesses. That's what delegation was created for. You delegate the stuff you're no good at and you focus on the stuff that's your like zone of genius, right? Like that's the deal. Um, But you're right, especially I think online with online entrepreneurs because this, I mean, just spend 15 minutes on Instagram 
if you want to feel inferior, just scroll through your feed on Instagram right there, right? Like everyone's life looks so much better than yours, right? Yeah. And that's, that. That's you know, that's what happens when you follow a load of, you know, cool people that, you know, are crushing it. Like it's going to happen from time to time. But I'm pretty sure they probably look at your feed as well and say, oh man, Grant's crushing right now. Oh my God, I feel terrible. Yada, 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 right? I remember years ago, we were at a... um a mastermind actually it was the first ever tropical think tank event where i think you spoke at number three out of five uh, no i did uh, the last one i did you do the last a, one la- last awesome. hurrah man there you go all right so yeah there were some man tears on stage that that year i remember a few man tears dude we still hold that event very close to our hearts Urs and i it was really awesome do. um the first year though we had um amongst other folks uh Amy Porterfield was there. She was speaking. And we had a speaker's mastermind, um, kind of like an unscheduled thing, but like it was the it was the day before. And we just got together in the, in the you know, what was going to be a couple of hours for coffee that ended up ended up like being like six hours or something. And um she I remember her saying, and she talks about this publicly, so I can mention it. Um, I remember her saying, like, you know, oh, I could never podcast. I'd be a horrible podcast, you know, the sound of my voice and yeah, yeah, you know, all this kind of like inferiorness in a room full of folks that were, you know, there was, I was there, Pat Flynn was there, John Lee Dumas was there. I mean, she, she was up against the wall in terms of podcasters and she, oh, I'll never do it. And we, we pulled it out of it because we, you must start a podcast. If you don't do it, you're going to regret it. And eventually she did. And it's crushing. It's still crushing her podcast, right? Right, right? So like you say, you do the best you can until, you know, something changes and uh, you never know until you take a, you know, take a shot, whether it's going to hit or not, you know? Well, another thing I think that's interesting is, is when we are picking out, kind of picking our lane, this is who I speak to, this is the problem that I solve, and this is the way that I'm going to go about doing it. And here's the combination of, of speaking and, you know, the other various platforms that you're you're picking a point and you want to uh, you want to stick with that and, and try to build some momentum but you're not making a life decision so two things that come to mind like uh, uh you know outside looking in for you and as a friend is you know when i first uh when we first met like you were known as like the you know the the va guy the virtual assistant guy and then you made like a very clear pivot of i'm i'm still in, in that world i'm not completely as abandoning it or escaping it um, uh, but I'm, I'm leaning more into the personal brand stuff and then the youpreneur brand, and you've gone a, a different direction in that. And then even more recently, I know we were talking a little bit before him that you had been, how you helped uh, personal brands had been through a membership. And now you just changed to go a different route. And like, all of that's fine. Like we're constantly kind of reinventing who we serve or how we can best help and what's the best way to do that. So can you kind of talk about like those evolutions that you've experienced of, like how you think about that and, and not going like, all right, we're just going to, you know, completely abandon everything that we've done. But, um, I'm interested in trying something different or helping a different audience, or I'm starting to see some new traction in other ways. And so how, how have you kind of thought about those evolutions? Well, you know, the pivots are, and you evolution is another great word for, for that, you know, however you want to label it, that's just like a natural part of the entrepreneurial journey, I think, because it's very, very rare that you'll meet an entrepreneur that starts a company doing one particular thing that 20 years later is still doing that one particular thing because, you know, the natural brain of the type, the type A 
entrepreneur is that we want to chase the squirrels. You know, we want to we want to look at those shiny objects and, and even touch them, right? And so I think that's why those evolutions come about for pretty much everybody I know have been through similar evolutions. Um, truth be told, like on the VA side of things, that's what kind of put me on the net on the map, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I still own and operate two businesses in the outsourcing space, multi seven figure businesses, and I'm still asked every single month to do a podcast interview or a webinar or, you know, like a private consultation or whatever it is on VAs and, and building virtual teams. Like I, I, I get asked every single month to do at least one or two like that. The reason why I made the pivot, and this was in late 2014, was because Virtual Freedom, the first book focusing on VA team building, came out in early 2014. And by the time that year was up, I was done, Grant. Like I was done talking about VAs because I went on a massive speaking tour for it. I did like a hundred podcast episodes or interviews that year and did all this stuff about it to get the book out there. And it worked, it did great. But at the end of the day, I was so bored. Like if somebody was to ask me, how, sorry, how much do you pay your VA every month? That dude was going to get clocked in the head. You know what I mean? Like it just, you know, it's like one more thing, right? Just right. one more thing. And so, um, yeah, ultimately, uh, and, and by the way, everybody, I'm not a violent guy. I was just using that as a, you know, euphemism. <laughs> but like what I'm getting at here is that like, I genuinely wasn't enjoying it anymore. And I started to talk more about personal branding and reputation management just naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we made the pivot into that, and then just like a year later, opened up the doors of Youpreneur, it became actually really apparent to me that what I was now teaching in that world, I had earned my stripes. I had been building my personal brand for six years. It just happened that I was doing it by being known as the VA guy. And when I made that pivot, you know what? The hardcore Chris fans and followers came with me. So that goes to the future-proof part of our messaging as a company is that when you do build the business of you, it's future-proof because a good chunk of your customers and followers and subscribers and whatever are going to go with you because they like you. They like your style. They like your experiences and your stories and your personality. And I've seen it. Now, dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of time. Um, And it's actually quite refreshing, if I'm to be honest with you, because you see these entrepreneurs, they get all fired up about this new thing again, and they go out and they chase it down all over again, just like they did five years ago or 10 years ago or whatever. I'm working with a client of mine right now. His name is Nicholas. He's based in Finland, and he he owns a 5 million euro per year pet supplies business. And he's been building this company for like 10 years and he's not passionate about it anymore at all. And so he wants to kind of start leveraging how he's worked with suppliers and distributors and retail and all that kind of stuff over this decade. He wants to build out like this high level consulting company. So he's pivoting into that and he's already getting speaking gigs, you know, Albert virtual at the moment, but he's, he's landing opportunities in that new world following that pivot. And he is so damn fired up on all of our coaching calls right now. He said, I've never been like, I haven't been this energetic for like a decade. 
So I love that kind of stuff. I think, you know, pivoting, you know, creating different opportunities, evolving, whatever you want to call it. It's a natural progression of the entrepreneurial journey and it should be embraced. It shouldn't be pushed back on. Yeah. Very well said. Uh, well, Chris, uh, we appreciate the time, man. Always good to catch up with you. Always good to see your beautiful face. If people want to find out more about you and what you're up to, where can we go? ChrisDucker.com. I wouldn't be much of a personal brand business coach if I didn't have my own URL, would I? <laughs> ChrisDucker.com. Yeah, Where's awesome. that? Thanks, brother. All right, man. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab Podcast. And before you take off, don't forget, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review within iTunes. We read every single one of those. It helps it helps other people to find the show. Listen, we, we don't charge anything for you to listen to these. We don't have any ads or anything. We do this because we want to serve and support speakers like you. So one small favor we ask of you is that you would leave us some type of a rating and review. And again, we really, really do appreciate that. If you're looking for more help, support as a speaker as you build and grow your business at whatever stage you're at, don't forget to check out thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. We got a ton of free resources and tools over there. So again, check it out over at thespeakerlab.com. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.